Well, Michael, I think you're right. I, I think it's uh, a two-edged answer. One is that it's a very poor interpretation of constitutional law. And secondly, it's a very bad idea in terms of uh, social cohesion in the country. Um, Donald Trump, if he wants to run, let him run. And, um, you know, he'll be defeated, but he ought to be defeated the way our politics works in America, which is at the ballot box. Uh, he could have been the, the way to impeach or the way to disqualify someone properly under the Constitution, under the circumstances of, uh, of Mr. Trump, is to impeach and get him convicted in the Senate and disqualify him. The political system did not uh, deliver that, uh, and thereby the only other way to get him out is to, if he wins the nomination, is to defeat him at the ballot box. But I think legally the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, to me, uh, as I read it, just as a you know a matter of originalism and textualism, it doesn't even apply to the president. It would be very peculiar that the drafters of the 14th Amendment uh, not only listed senators and members of the House of Representatives, but electors for president and vice president as offices that could be disqualified for participating in an insurrection, yet somehow forgot to mention the president and the vice president. So I think if that amendment was supposed to apply to the to the president and the vice president, uh, the people who drafted it and adopted it would have said so. Uh, but I also think it's, it's quite obvious that this was not an insurrection as a matter of law. And the most important thing to me is if it were, insurrection's a crime. Uh, the Biden Justice Department and Jack Smith, the special counsel, spent three years or the better part of three years investigating the Capitol riot and the events around it. Uh, Smith has brought an indictment against Trump, but it doesn't have an insurrection charge. Insurrection's a, a crime under the federal penal code. So I think if you want to apply this, then let Jack Smith indict him if he can make a case, which I don't think he can, and then get him convicted by a jury. And then maybe we have something to talk about. You actually have someone who's convicted of insurrection. But to do it this way and go to a Democrat uh, you know, a partisan Democrat elected secretary of state, have a bunch of progressives go and ask the Democrats to keep Trump off the ballot, to me is just you're, you're asking for a, a powder keg of a situation to explode in this country. Well, it's, and it, it, again, you make, I think, the, the most powerful point there is, which is that on and anyone who is looking at the uh the record of Jack Smith if if there was the basis for a prosecution of Trump under the insurrection law of course he would have followed it uh what what is it about the insurrection law that excludes president trump's behavior in other words what's the key element uh, that you think makes him uh, unworthy of applying this Section 3 of the 14th Amendment? Well, I believe when the, when the 14th Amendment was adopted, what the uh, framers had in mind was what Lincoln used to talk about in connection with insurrection, which is something like the Civil War, not a three-hour riot at the Capitol where not a single member of the security forces is killed 
and it's so little damage that Congress was able to reconvene a few hours later. And I'm not, as you know, Michael, from our prior conversations about this, I don't carry a brief for the rioters, and I'm perfectly comfortable with, uh, I, I don't know about 22 years, but I'm perfectly comfortable with harsh sentences being meted out to people who assaulted police officers and the like. Uh, but I don't, you know, in saying something was a riot, I think that's pretty appalling. Uh, we don't have to turn it into an insurrection, uh, which is, which it really wasn't. And the proof is in the pudding here. The Justice Department has prosecuted 1,100 people in connection with this. They have never charged anyone with insurrection, and they've never charged. They've not only never charged Trump with a violent crime, because I don't. I think they know they couldn't prove that. Um, they have taken the position in those 1,100 cases that he's not an unindicted co-conspirator of the people who committed violence, and they have objected when people have tried to shift the blame, when defendants have tried to shift the blame to Trump for their own violent actions. So if the Justice Department were to pivot now and say, you know, on second thought, Trump led an insurrection, that would open a can of worms with respect to these other 1,100 cases that they, you know, hundreds of cases they have done where they've taken the position that Trump wasn't involved in the violence. So I, I just think they're dug in at this point. Wasn't, um, I believe it was General Flynn, and I think John Eastman, some of uh, Trump's close advisors in uh, his um, uh, trying to discredit the 2020 election, who uh, had this idea that they could invoke the Insurrection Act to get the president to seize voting machines. And that went absolutely nowhere. Is that right? Right. Yeah, because Trump thought it was an insane idea. Now, just to be fair to, to, uh, to Eastman, I don't think I, – I know that General Flynn was involved in that conversation, as I think was Sidney Powell. I don't think Eastman uh, had any participation in that. But uh, the White House counsel were also involved, and everybody, even Trump, recognized that that was a lunatic idea and uh, moved away from it. And the other thing, Michael, is – no matter whether you think this was tongue-in-cheek or not, and I, I think you know, I know a number of people say that. I'm not saying that's not a fair interpretation of the evidence, but Trump did say peacefully march. And if you're going to prove a crime— it peacefully court, and patriotically, I believe. Right. But the point is you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the guy intended a, a violent, forcible attack on the Capitol. And how you would prove that when he's on his feet saying— peaceful is just and i say that as somebody who has tried a seditious conspiracy case and an incitement case i just don't know how you would prove beyond a reasonable doubt they convene a grand jury grand juries uh, don't have to focus like a laser beam they can kind of wander around and find other bases for uh charging hunter biden can't they well, they can only uh, I, I, they can certainly ask the prosecutor to expand the investigation, but uh, they tend to vote on the charges that are proposed to them by the United States attorney. And here, Michael, I would say, you know, times are wasting because the gun charge we're talking about um, happened. The, the offense happened in October of 2018. So part of the reason there's urgency here uh, is that uh, the, the court asked for a status report of what's going on, knowing that the statute of limitations is going to expire 
at the end of this month. I'm not convinced that that Weiss is being honest. I'm not, uh, you know, if he really was going to indict Hunter Biden, why talk about it? Why not just do it? It's the easiest criminal case in history. It's, uh, you know, it's an open and shut case. The guy wrote a book saying he was out of his mind on cocaine while, you know, during the period of time. And uh, it, it's about a one paragraph indictment. So why not just go into the grand jury and indict it rather than talk about, you know, in two weeks we might indict it. And I just think you're dealing with a prosecutor who spent five years making this case disappear by not charging it. Well, and and meanwhile, there's this uh, irony that we were speaking about during the break, which is that um, all of a sudden you have a lot of uh, Second Amendment enthusiasts who uh, might be sympathetic to the prosecution uh, of Hunter Biden on these gun charges because uh, basically for people who want to view the Second Amendment right as broadly as you possibly can, the idea of punishing someone with a 10-year term uh, because he got a gun while filling out a false application that's something that, um, like people who are very enthusiastic about uh, Second Amendment fundamentals, they may not go for that, right? Well, that's right. And there's also developments in the appellate courts that uh, Hunter could exploit. I'm, I'm sure part of the reason that the, that the Biden Justice Department does not want to prosecute Hunter Biden, the president's son, on a gun offense is not only... The embarrassment of that, given what Biden's rhetoric about guns has been over the years, but the fact that Hunter would have to avail himself of whatever constitutional defenses are uh, at hand uh, in, in a case like that. So you'd have the situation of Hunter Biden challenging the constitutionality of the federal gun laws, which I don't think will sit well uh, with the administration. So there's a lot of reasons why they don't want to go forward with this case. Uh, and obviously, that's why we're down to the uh, after five years, we're down to the very end of the statute of limitations. What about the uh, talk about uh, articles of impeachment against Joe Biden? You think that's a good idea? Well, I, I think whether it's a good idea or not, I imagine it, it, you're going to get at least an investigation. And usually those investigations do lead to uh, articles of impeachment, although I would point out that the, you know, the Republicans have a very thin margin in the House, and I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that they have the numbers to, to return articles of impeachment. We have to see how the, how the evidence shakes out. Um, but th there's no way you'd get them convicted in the Senate. So, you know, th there's going to be a lot of people, I think, sensibly asking, what are we doing this for? Not that he doesn't deserve it, but, you know, as if as a practical matter, you can't get him, you know, convicted and removed. Uh, plus, you have the impeachment insurance in, in Kamala Harris. I mean, they're not going <laughs> to want her. You know, they don't want to impeach him and end up with her. So uh, it's a lot of theater. I don't know if it'll amount to much. Yeah, it's 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 really very weird because that was, of course, the biggest argument, it seems to me, against both the impeachments of uh, President Trump is he obviously wasn't going to be convicted and removed from office. They would have had to get uh, a uh, uh, more than a dozen Republican votes to remove him from office, which is not going to happen. Uh, 
and uh, that's clearly the case when the Democrats have 51 sitting senators. You would need uh, somehow to get, uh, what, uh, 16 uh, Democrats to, uh, uh, pardon me, you would have to get 17 Democrats to join the Republicans in order to have uh, uh, Biden remove from office, right? Yeah, but I, I think what's going on here is, I, you know, the Democrats wanted to hang the star, scarlet eye letter on Trump, just like uh, it was hung on Bill Clinton for political reasons, even though they knew they couldn't remove him. And I think here uh, Trump has a lot of influence over a faction of the House Republicans, and he's going to be looking at upwards of, you know, three civil trials, four criminal trials. Uh, he's going to try to push them into making sure there's a parallel impeachment proceeding against Biden at the same time his criminal proceedings are going on. So I think that's what we're dealing with. Again, theater. What's the best outcome for the country? That these two guys retire. Who wouldn't sign off on today? You know, if they both go away, no more talk of impeachment, no more indictments, no more trials. Just go away, you know, have a government pension or whatever, play golf, and let's, you know, move on with with new actors. Because it just – I don't know how much more of the uh, of this the country can take. Some of it is amusing for us to laugh at, but I, I really think that the uh, – especially the, the difference – in how people are treated by the justice system is something that's really bringing discredit to a system that we have to preserve uh, the vibrancy of. And I, I really do worry about that. It's pretty serious business.